0: Welcome to episode six of Mixtaping Identity. I'm your host Shane. My guest this week is the excellent Matt from Matt's Music House. Yes, thank you so much for joining me for the sixth case of Mixtaping Identity. My guest this week is the excellent Matt of Matt's Music House. Matt is a professional musician, he's also a lovely, kind and very funny man, so it's no surprise that his Twitch streams are an absolute delight. Matt is very open about topics like mental health and toxic masculinity on his channel, and because he's an exceptionally gifted musician and a funny bloke, it all makes for a really great chat. I really, really enjoyed this one. If this is your first time listening, you can find the playlist already made up ahead of the show. Go follow us on Instagram or Twitter for all the details. But for now, we'll get into episode six of Mixtape Identity with Matt. Matt, how often do you actually listen to music at the moment?
1: Uh, it varies for me. Um, reasons I listen to music include if I'm in the car with someone so I can't listen to podcasts. Uh, if I have to learn music for work um and uh if i am sad so uh i tend to be i tend to be more of a podcast boy in general i think probably because i work so much within the music space uh in my downtime i don't want i don't want to also be doing music stuff but yeah so i've been i mean i've been listening to a fair bit at the moment because i've been a lot of driving around from place to place so i've been yeah i've been i've been discovering a fair bit of new music as of late in fact recently through uh, other people and through title recommended playlists okay happy days so are you sticking to
0: playlists then or do you do you go into albums at all
1: uh yeah no I love an album um one of the one of my activities that I like to do is I'll uh as I'll take an hour and just sit and listen to an album uh not as often as I might like to but I uh I listened to the new uh I listened to Montero the other day the new Lil Nas X album which I thought was great mm-hmm. um a really kind of like diverse and mature sound for a guy who's only you know really in the in the early stages of his career it was really uh, it was really cool to hear mm-hmm. how sort of well developed he is as an artist already mm-hmm. um and in sort of smaller artist news the new uh, Maisie Peters album is out at the moment um which is really fantastic and also the new Walter Garland album I listened to the other day uh which is also very very good and she's on tour at the moment with Dodie who is one of my favourite artists.
0: Uh, Dodie's on your on your list. Yes. So we'll get to that excellent. So what what's the what's the first music that you bought
1: or owned? Um I don't actually know. The first thing the first musical, you know media I ever remember having is a vinyl uh single a 7-inch uh vinyl of uh Hocus Pocus by Focus and that was um when i was 10 i guess maybe a little younger mm-hmm. but around that age primary school age i um i started doing uh choral choir stuff right cathedral choirs sort yeah. of um singing professionally in 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 cathedrals uh and i had to move Uh, from where we were living at the time up to nottingham to do that and uh because my family were trying to sell the house and they hadn't managed to do that uh in time i moved up uh to live with some family friends for for a couple of months Mm -hmm. and then they would come up you know the family came up later on uh and moved into the new house but while i was there uh i was uh, in my room in the spare room in their house they had a record player uh, and I don't remember whether it was there already, or whether I, you know, used my pocket money to go to a record shop or something, as I sometimes did. Um, sure. But and, and this is not at a time when records were a relevant medium. You know, everyone was listening to yeah. uh, everyone was listening to mini discs back then, of course, uh, <laughs> which you'll remember of, uh, as still being relevant today. The mini disc fondly, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah absolutely. <laughs> um but yeah they uh and it was hocus pocus by focus and i listened to that single a lot uh it just right. it was it was it was one of the first bits of music that really sort of grabbed my attention i think uh it has informed probably a lot of the way that i write and the way that i enjoy music today because it's you know it, it has it's a very sort of pure sort of silliness i think that's also mm. combined with quite a lot of virtuosity, you know those guys can really yeah. play, but they do it in such a way that it's it's joyful and it's fun, you know. And I think that was what mm-hmm. that's what really uh, grabbed me about that record. I think.
0: Excellent. And what's the what's the best live performance that you've seen?
1: Oh man, uh, real big fish. I think probably at the oh, wow. uh, at the at the uh, Solus, which is the Cardiff Students Union Club. Um, it was maybe. Only the second or third, I think, gig that I'd been to. At the time, mm-hmm. I was—I must have been 19 years old, maybe 18 or 19, first, second year in uni. I can't quite remember, but I was dragged along by a friend because I'd always been, you know, back in the day. Obviously, real big fish. Uh, mm-hmm. We were all fans. We all knew "Sellout" and uh, you know t- the "Take on Me" cover and so on uh, from the famous movie "Basketball." <laughs> Um, so, you know, I knew what they, I knew what they were all about, but I didn't really know like much about the band themselves. Uh, so I went along cause it was cheap enough and, um, and it was, uh, it was, it was, it was electric, man. Those guys, they put on a show, uh, mm-hmm. they, they tour constantly. One of the busiest bands, I think probably, uh, on the circuit and they just, they got so much energy and Scar is such like for all that you know, it is um maligned i think and like you know it's yeah. not cool music right and there's no, there's nothing yeah. cool about scar but scar doesn't care about that right it's joyous and it is it's it's manic and it, you you can't stay still right if you're at a scar gig it's just it's impossible to do you can't be unhappy yeah. at a scar gig no one's at a scar gig going oh this is a bit shit right you, you get into it because <laughs> it's so because it is because it is so much what it is, you know, and because it, it revels in not being cool, in just being a very sort of qu- a qu- quite a pure form of expression, I think. And yeah, that was a that was a it was a really cool experience because up until then, I think I've been very much immersed in like the world of classical music and the world of uh, jazz to a lesser extent which is much more about like the sit-down concert you know about the sort of clapping politely and not clapping in the wrong bits and being quiet and you know although that has its place obviously and there's some very powerful classical music and big band jazz is fantastic you know i'd still love all of that stuff um it doesn't hit me in quite the same way Mm -hmm. uh as well as real big fish apparently
0: yeah all right well look we'll we'll dive into the the playlist then sure you're First song is the song you fell in love with uh, straight away, and your song is "Want Me Back" by yes. you know, Cody Fry, Corey Wong, Dynamo.
1: Yeah, man, that's a hell of a track. I got into Corey Wong through Wolfpack, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, as I assume probably most people most people know Corey Wong got into him through Wolfpack, Um and I found Cody Fry through Corey Wong, and Cody Fry is really quite phenomenal i think i assume, i assume you listen to all of the tracks i don't know uh, i don't know how you felt about about this about this one. Oh, i loved it but it's yeah the it, the quality the quality of songwriting that uh that cody fry has the quality of mm-hmm. arranging and the and how he puts his songs together um uh the way that it's sort of recorded there's it's it's almost a perfect song for me i think it's something that i can listen to over and over again you know it has these sort of perfect swells of sort of going you know an up and down and uh he plays with the texture uh and the harmonies in such interesting and creative ways while still making it an incredibly memorable and danceable tune Mm -hmm. you know yeah um i'm just on a on a emotional level it hits you right in the feet mm-hmm. and you want to be uh but i just on, a and also on a technical level for someone who knows a little bit about music production and arranging and so on it's just so impressive mm-hmm. to when you see you know when you see something and there's it's there's very there's not a lot of songs that you listen that i listen to and i go and, and 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 I have an emotional reaction just to the production of it. Sure, yeah, yeah. But that is one of them, you know. The first time I listened to that through decent headphones, like I could have cried, because you the just the the appreciation of it just purely on a on a professional level right. is is almost profound. It's like, it's done that well, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. I have to say, I, what I really like about this category is I think it's a really good way of distilling someone's music taste Mm. because i think that's you know a song you fall in love with straight away is something that you know resonates with you as a music listener regardless of what it is and i thought when i listened to this i thought this is a perfect summation of what i know about you from your twitch streams and from the music that you create and the music i've seen you play yeah it's funky there's horns there's you know there's there's brass there's uh guitar solos it's it's a really fun and energetic
1: song yeah for me this is more or less the sort of the pinnacle you know this is the top of the mountain right right it has everything i love about music it has the pure sort of you know on 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 the most instinctive level that groove that makes you want to get up and move your feet it has an arrangement that is and a harmonic structure that is complex but still approachable and it's you know the way that the way that it plays with the brass and with the with the dynamics and so on it's i think it's it's a real it's almost goes it almost goes back to the sort of more classical techniques and upbringing you know that i that i went through it's it's it it harks back to sort of big band arranging to that very sort of almost technical side of of making music that sometimes you don't get in more modern productions you know where it tends to be sort of quite straight ahead Four on the floor, and it's the same thing throughout, right? And that has its place, certainly it does. And there are some really powerful and effective songs that you know that use that sort of more mainstream thing. But when I hear a pop song that also you know combines, that has a little bit more to it, that's yeah, that's a real joy for me, certainly. Yeah,
0: excellent. Uh, song two, then a song that took you a while was "We're All in This Together" from High School Musical.
1: Yeah, and I put this in because not because. I didn't like it straight away, right? Mm-hmm. Uh because I did, but it's this this for me is more about finding an acceptance of my of of myself more than it is about the song, right? Okay. Yeah, because yeah. Because yeah. high school musical obviously uh is a perfect trilogy of movies and I'll hear no bad things said against it, but <laughs> for you know, for 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 and, I, and and I I have three sisters and so uh, obviously they were into it as kids and mamma mia and all that stuff right but uh and i also like those films and have always liked those films right but for the longest time it was a sort of pretense and a thing that i had to keep up that it was something that that that, that oh these are dumb and for girls and whatever right yeah sure uh, and then as i got older it became oh well it's not you know it's not proper music or it's oh this is dumb and uh uh so many excuses i guess right that i was making for myself in order to seem you know more cleverer or or more uh more sophisticated or um you know to 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 not get called gay at school or whatever um yeah. but the truth of the matter is the fucking high school musical slaps and uh it's a very freeing thing i think to be able to admit to yourself that you like a thing yeah um even if it is you know something that's in the same way that scar is you know high school going it's cheesy and it's uh and it's and it's not you know it's not particularly uh intellectual and it's not uh particularly complex in the emotions that it's trying to achieve but that's not the point of it and it's not trying to be you know yeah it's just it's just fun and it's okay for things to be fun and i think that is an important thing to i think that's an important thing to realize and it's an important step in sort of maturing as someone who enjoys things is going is realizing that you can enjoy stuff just because you enjoy it yeah and it doesn't really matter whether it's uh whether it has any particular any, uh, any particular qualities it's just it, a thing can just be fun and a good song
0: yeah And a very very similar sort of um very similar sort of thought process when i was younger I'm not saying you were, but I was very up my own ass when it came to my taste in music.
1: Oh God, yeah, no, I was an absolute idiot.
0: <laughs> so if something wasn't, if it wasn't speaking to me on a personal level, then I just dismissed it as bullshit or you know beneath me in some way. Sure, yeah. Um, and it's a very very simple concept, but we're all in this together and we'll get on to carly ray jepsen as well because i think this is another yeah, perfect example it's a similar thing they're written to be fun they're written to yes, be yeah, poppy they're meant to get people moving and that's all they're meant to be they're not meant to be deep or moving necessarily and that's fine um, yes. and yeah it's i think that's sort of the idea of dismissing the, the concept of guilty pleasures is a big theme of this podcast. You know, mm-hmm. there's no reason to feel guilty about stuff that you like.
1: No, exactly.
0: And I think, yeah, High School Musical and Carly Rae Jepsen are two very, very good examples of that.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think especially... Uh, well, I say especially. I can only speak from my own experience, you know, and I don't want to uh, generalise, but I think from my experience, especially for dudes coming up through the school system right yeah uh it can be you know it can be quite difficult to um confess to liking uh quote unquote you know girl music for example like you know or uh whatever that might, whatever that might be or you know even to be like oh i i, I play the wrong instrument for example you know be a violinist or a flute player or whatever yeah it's yeah. such a sort of what's the word like a, a, a narrow line you have to walk I guess
0: yeah yeah you can't can't stand out stick to the status quo as they say in high school quite music.
1: yeah there's a song it's just got a song for everything see so. perfect musical
0: <laughs> perfect trilogy okay so song three we've we we've talked we've uh, talked about then the song from your introduction to music which is Hocus Pocus by Focus yeah and then song four is a song that makes you happy which is uh, again I Really Like You by Carly Ray Jepsen very very similar vibe and that's something that i would have probably dismissed uh a number of years ago yeah but absolutely it is it is just a very happy song
1: yeah and i think these are the, you know these these are the ones that i gravitate to these days right in terms of you know stuff that sort of gets me on an emotional level is stuff that i would have previously dismissed you know mm-hmm. and taking joy in being able to find enjoyment in stu- you know, in stuff that I in in stuff that I wouldn't let myself before. Right. Uh f- for me is quite important, I guess. Yeah. And I don't know if you're familiar with the with the uh the McElroy brothers, uh the you know, really sort of huge podcasting family. No. That's fine. They do uh four hundred different podcasts, but the point is that uh that's how I found Carly Ray Jepsen. It was uh one of the McElroy's is a big is a big Carly Ray Jepsen fan. Uh, and I just happened to check it out, um, and that was the one I listened. That was the one I saw on YouTube, which has the Tom Hanks, uh, the Tom Hanks music video. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you saw the music video, uh, but it's excellent. Yeah, and it, yeah, again, it just it, it's it's one of those ones that just hits you right in the endorphins. Right, mm-hmm. you can't help but n- smile at, at Cardi Ray Jepson, because. That's what it's because that's what it's for, you know. She's a right, I- incredibly sort of bubbly and outgoing personality, and her music is full of that, right? And you can you can tell, you know, you can hear that it's that there's no that there's no subterfuge, there's no sort of manipulativeness to it, right? In the way that there's some that you you sometimes hear in produced or pre-written music, you know, you 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 absolutely hear who she is throughout all of her music and uh i think that's what what elevates it for me above you know above the above above your more sort of basic pop because that's what it is at the end of the day it's basically it's a fairly basic pop song but that something about it speaks to you on a more sort of on on on, on a slightly on a a slightly different level i think for some reason or for me at least
0: yeah yeah no absolutely and again it's it's written to be fun you know i think one of the things I probably would have dismissed about it in the past is the lyrical content. Yeah, you know, it's it's obviously not like she's not sitting earnestly writing. Oh no, it probably not an hour. Should be five or six, yeah. reallys in the chorus. Um, but you know, musically, it's poppy, it's fun, it's what it's meant to be. Mm. Song five then is a song that makes you sad. So this is the ride by Amanda Palmer. By Amanda
1: Palmer, yeah, man, yeah. I mean, this, this, this is this is a song i will cry from about the five five seconds in uh and we'll continue yep. all the way through it is uh it's a hot mess of a song yeah and it uh it hits me in so many in, in so many uh of my weaker areas i guess mm-hmm. you know and it's a relatively new thing for me i think to find that sort of emotional resonance, I guess, in music, but also just in general. And I only, f- I only found this song, I guess, this year, probably. And it was because you know, because I went, because I went looking for it. I was trying to, uh, I guess, expand my uh, emotional range a bit. Right. <laughs> um, having having most been been fairly sort of apathetic and, and closed off, I guess you'd say, for a, for a, most of my life. And I was working with. A therapist to try and to try to try and sort of figure some stuff out, and she suggested that you know, oh, go and you know watch some watch watch some sad movies, listen to some songs, and just you know, fucking see see if any of it, see if any of it speaks to you, right? Um, and this is one of the ones that that really did, and it deals with you know some really intense themes, and it really sort of just encapsulates the the whole sort of Well, I guess the, the the song is about life, really, and it's about the ups and downs and that it's uh and it's similar, in fact, to a to a Bill Hicks monologue, right? Uh do you know Bill Hicks, the comedian? Yeah. Uh he has a famous monologue and it's also called It's Just a Ride. Right. Uh which is a very similar thing and it's you know that's saying sort of going into that idea of, you know, of, 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 life being this sort of full of, you know, hope and excitement and joy and then pain and suffering and loss. And, but it's all, a, but it's all, it's, but it's, but, but that it's all a choice, I suppose, because at the end of the day, you know, you, you, you the, the choice is to do it or to not. And you are the, you, you're, you're the person that gets to make that choice. Right. Right. That also, uh, I guess, almost quite a getting into that Buddhist sort of philosophy of suffering being something that almost is within your control. You know that that pain is inevitable, but that suffering is optional, and that you control that you control how you react to situations. You know, and that through effort and through perseverance. And through work, you can change not you how you you can change how you walk through life you know you can change how you experience the ride which was a really which is which is something that was really powerful for me at the time and still you know still is uh but there are yeah it's 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 one that i don't go back to a lot but if i yeah if I need to feel if i feel if i'm feeling you know like i'm sort of pent up or existential and I just need to if I need some catharsis, if I need to, you know, lay out some emotions that I'm feeling bottled up. Uh, that's that's what one of my absolute go tos.
0: Yeah, I can see that. So when I get the playlists I tend to listen to them probably seven or eight times before we yeah. do the before we do the record. I listen to this once. I I listened yeah, to the I'm first sure. time.
1: It's it's really heavy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I had I genuinely had to take a break after listening to it the first time cuz yeah. i i i had to just stop and take a minute to try and absorb it i hadn't really thought about that buddhist philosophy that you mentioned so i'll maybe revisit with that in mind but yeah it's a it's it's a, it's a very heavy song
1: it is and yeah and i think it it becomes more so because of the performance as well absolutely i think amanda palmer is incredible at conveying emotion in her voice and the way that she sings and the way she plays the piano and the simplicity of, of, of the recording of it, you know.
0: Yeah, I will it.
1: It yeah, it 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 gets you there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. So song six is a song to relax to
1: and your song is Would You Be So Kind by Dodie? Yes. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um Dodie again, another artist I would never have listened to, you know, five years ago if I was still at uni uh or whatever mm-hmm. and i because you know i guess if you are that sort of pseudo-intellectual kind of snobby type it's easy to dismiss as as you know just you know another one of those youtube ukulele people or whatever but sure. her new album this year was probably was probably my favorite so far this year it's an incredible album uh and again makes me cry a lot <laughs> um, but it is it's probably is her is is the happier songs that i i really gravitate towards more with dodie uh you know with like uh like would you be so kind yeah which is just you know it's just it's just a really kind of hopeful and uh an optimistic i guess song about you know having a crush on someone right <laughs> and realizing that maybe they don't feel the same way but you know but 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 that you can still find, uh, you, but that you, you can still find some joy in, in in that, you know. And yeah, I guess you know, there's there's no, there's not much more to it than that, really. It's got a really nice, simple arrangement to it. It doesn't, it's easy to listen to, and it's something that you can just you can you can stick it on, and know that afterwards you're probably going to get some similarly chill stuff. Yeah, <laughs> if you yeah, just want to chill out for a bit, you know.
0: Yeah. It's a yeah, it's a really lovely song to listen to. I initially, when I first heard it, I thought, "Oh, this is gonna be dull," because it's just you know, like like you said, like YouTube kind of ukulele, just yeah. someone with a guitar and a nice voice, and then the strings come in, and it's just it, transcendent. It's it's so, like th- that feeling of it very much meets the brief that feeling of relaxation when mm. a song just hits you like that it's just so chilled, it's like a rush of endorphins, you just feel like you just want to sit down on a beach or something, like it's it's lovely.
1: Yeah, absolutely and she's so good at layering very simple parts together um, right. into something that's sort of much more complicated than, you know, the, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts in a lot of ways where yeah. you have sort of all her different vocal parts and the ukulele and the strings sort of all uh, in in a way that just kind of washes over you, I think. Yeah, and uh, that's a, and that's a theme it. in a lot of her music is, is that it, it does just kind of it comes in waves, you know. It just it, it uh yeah. And you you can just sort of sit back and enjoy it, yeah. uh, in a way that's not particularly complicated. But then once you actually dive into it a little bit deeper, you can you can really sort of see the work that's gone into it, and yeah. you can appreciate the uh, clever arranging that she's done, and I think that's great.
0: Yeah, absolutely Song 7, then a song from your preteen teen years Is Urd Lally from Robin Hood From Robin
1: Hood One of the three VHS tapes That I had <laughs> growing up We didn't have a TV licence We had Mary Poppins, The Sound of Music And Disney's Robin Hood Which Was my favourite because It had a fox in it that, Yeah, I'm with you uh, I'm, yeah, I'm still to this day Not a huge fan of The Sound of Music I think probably because of the amount of times I was forced to watch it as a child. Right, yeah. Mary Poppins though slaps.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think sound music does as well. But
1: There's get some, there's some yeah. good stuff in there for sure. Uh, but I think I've been, you know, I've been, It's been, it's, it's, uh, it, it, you know, it's, it's a trauma point for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> PTSD when Edelweiss kicks in.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, Robin Hood is just one of those real classic musicals, in it. I think everyone has a Disney film. Mm-hmm. or at least one Disney film that from their childhood and they're like, that was the one, you know? Watch that a billion times. I know all the words I can do, you know? And for me, that's... It's either Disney's Robin Hood or The Emperor's New Groove, which we got a little bit later mm. on. Uh, but it was a broken VHS, so it was in black and white. Ah, So now it feels very weird to watch The Emperor's New Groove because it doesn't feel like it ought to be in colour. <laughs> okay, But yeah, I think the... The reason I go to Oodle Alley, I think, as opposed to any of the other songs in that in that film, of which there are many, is that it's it's the through line of the film, right? And they do it a few different ways. They have the rooster, whose name I don't remember. Um Alan Adale. Alan Adale is the rooster wow. with his Good with his guitar. Uh you know, and doing the whistling. Yeah. And then they do you know robin hood and little john sing it and then it, it just it comes back again and again and again and they just sort of drill it into your head i think because they know right they know that it's um that that's the catchy one that they've got right and i think it just it communicates so well the the idea of the film i guess you know you listen to that song and you can you can completely understand even if you didn't listen yeah. to the lyrics you can completely understand the characters of of little john and robin hood it communicates the essential vibe of the film yeah just with with you know in one song and you don't you don't really need anything else on top of that yeah the film is almost just a sort of nice brucey bonus
0: (laughs) i think that was on the that was on the back of the vhs wasn't it one of the big reviews
1: yeah yeah (laughs) barely needed the film bruce (laughs) forsyth
0: Uh, song song it is a cover, and
1: your choice is Everybody Wants to Rule the World by Ninja Sex Party. Yes. I love that song, but th- the Ninja Sex Party cover of it was the one I heard first. Okay. I hadn't listened to the Tears for Fears version until I heard the Ninja Sex Party version, and I prefer their version. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> it's- Ninja Sex Party, for me, are a, are a big band not so much in that I'm like a huge fan of their music. Uh I certainly used to be. Mm-hmm. But in term just in terms of sort of the direction I guess that my music making has taken and that of of what I what I can see is possible and that what I want, you know, what I ended up wanting to do with with my life and with my mm-hmm. musical career they had a huge impact because again much like uh focus you know they're two guys who are making really technically proficient music who are very good musicians but they're making songs about dicks and that you know that's that's very much my jam mm-hmm. that's you know that's 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 my whole vibe <laughs> okay. and seeing people do that and make you know be successful at it is 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 huge right uh and of course you know, Dan Avenan is is an incredible singer, yeah, and it's always fantastic to listen to him. <laughs> and Twerp, who his backing band are also incredible musicians, so it's you know, listening to them play is always is always a joy. But also, there's I don't know what it is I have I haven't really analysed it, but there's something about everybody wants to rule the world that just sticks in my head, you know? Yeah it's such a good song and that cover is very very good and i'm not entirely sure why because again it's not really anything sort of particularly special in terms of arranging i guess it's a fairly straight ahead 80s pop song you know but i don't know there's something to it that just that that i that i really like and i can't quite put my finger on what it is it's uh musically it's very very similar to tears for Fears. yes it is yeah yeah it's right. almost a straight ahead copy but But they've changed the lyrics? Yes. Is
0: there a joke to the lyrics that they've changed?
1: No, I don't think so, no. There might be some sort of reference in there, I'm not sure. Right, okay. Uh, Fake fan, sorry. (laughs) That's right.
0: I was waiting for the dick joke in the song, but it it never came, so...
1: No, no, well, I think that... Well, they do, because they have released three cover albums now. Okay. That are all sort of, you know, big, because Dan is a huge 80s fan, right? As you can probably tell by his whole vibe hmm. and so they've done three serious cover albums as well as all of the songs about Diggs. right okay that makes sense and you know some of I, I i'm not a huge fan of those albums really some of the songs are uh, they do well some of them i'm not such fans of but yeah this one this one really grabbed me for some reason yeah song nine is a song
0: that you would sing at karaoke and your choice is Shut Up and Dance by Walk the Moon yeah there's
1: not really a particular reason for this I would say the thing is the at the end of the day like that's my job right yes yeah I have maybe 400 songs I could sing at karaoke <laughs> and I don't know that uh, Shut Up and Dance is a song I like singing okay it's a song that always gets a good reaction it you know it makes people mm-hmm. get up and dance it's it's comfortably within my range. <laughs> um I can play it uh on three or four different instruments, so that's always a bonus. Not for karaoke, of course, but you know, yeah, it's 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 one of it's one of it's one of my favorite ones to to do at even though it's not one that I would listen to necessarily for my own pleasure. It's one of my favorites to do as a performance because people like it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interest. What what I think is interesting is the is is that dynamic, right? Of of the songs that I love, the songs that I most love to sing are often not ones that I myself would personally go, oh yeah, these you know, the, I really love these songs, right? But it's more about loving, if, you know, if from a performance standpoint, it's more about loving that other people really respond to them, you know, yeah, or that it's something that we as a band play really well yeah and sure. so it's fun to do because you know it's it because it sounds really good or um it's a yeah it's, it's a different kind of it's a different kind of thing i guess yeah that you're uh that you're trying to get to but again because i've never really done any karaoke because it's always just been my job <laughs> right yeah, yeah i don't really know what people look for in a karaoke song i suppose what's your karaoke song
0: um i think mine is superstition uh, by
1: stevie wonder or um uh, kryptonite by three doors down oh cool and why do you pick those is that are they songs that sort of particularly speak to you or that you just really like singing
0: yeah a bit of both um superstition i think is is the greatest song ever written and i like singing it kryptonite is a song that. Really, just connects with a certain age. Like, there's an awful lot of nostalgia, mm-hmm. like waves of nostalgia that hit me when I listened to that song. And it's a fun one to sing. Mac was was home the other week, and uh, I left him off at the at the boat. Uh, I drove him in, and he yes. had the the ox cable, and he played this, and the two of us just sang this with the full like, was sang "Kryptonite" with the full, you know, three doors down. Southern drawl, sure. As we, as we shout, as we shout, shouted slash sang it, and it's one of the most cathartic experiences I've had in months, just singing that song. So yeah, that would be that's my choice and my reason for it. I'd say shut up and dance is definitely the most say ambitious mm-hmm. uh, song that we've had so far of the of the other choices. A lot of people have been a little bit more reserved and strategic with their choices, but yeah, given that you're. A professional, it makes sense to <laughs> just go for it. Sure, give the people what they want. Uh, song ten is a song that reminds you of a specific place, and yours is "Numb" slash Encore by Jay Z Lincoln Park.
1: Yeah, man, and not only a specific place, but a specific time as well. Yeah, I mean this this, this song for me is very much my 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 GCSE school. Okay, because that you know it was that was one of the soundtracks I think probably of my GCSE years that and uh, oh what's it called Usher uh, yeah but a very somebody is somebody had like done not even a remix really they just sped it up by like it put it at like one point five speed right and we were all, like that's the fucking coolest shit we've ever heard oh sorry <laughs> am I allowed to say fuck on this podcast yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's all right then. Yeah, my my music taste when I was 15, 16 was bollocks, right? It was real bad. I was still doing a lot of music, you know, good music in my music performance. I was doing a lot of big band jazz. I was doing a lot of opera. I was doing a lot of choir stuff, um, playing a lot of classical orchestral music and all that sort of stuff. But my my listening tastes otherwise were dire, right? I, uh really love that that Jay-Z Linkin Park collab I was very into like pop punk and new metal it was no good uh and also that was at the time that I was uh that, that was that was the point at which I was in I don't I hesitate to even call it a christian rock band but but it was definitely a band that did play Hillsong covers oh nice <laughs> yeah 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 absolutely played in the uh, pl- you know played played in the school chapel like the fucking nerds we were. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that, that that's the very specific memories that that brings back is you know, being uh, an absolute dickhead with no taste at sixteen years old. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Some...
0: Song eleven is a song that reminds you of a specific person, and your song is "Every Time We Say Goodbye" by Ray Charles and Betty Carter.
1: Yeah and i i mean i i wasn't sure which version to choose of this because there's a million different versions of every time we say goodbye right it's a, it's a classic it's a it's a jazz standard mm-hmm. but it is it's the it's well it's not the song but it's one of the songs that that my mum would sing me when i was a kid you know in bed right have a story tuck me in sing a song and i i can you know i it's it's such a sort of vivid Thing i can hear exactly how she would sing it you know in my head now it's sort of it's quite a sort of fundamental memory i guess for me and it, it's a, it's a song that has a lot of nostalgia certainly has a lot of uh you know i guess emotion attached to it you know there's there's a certain amount you know there's a certain uh safety in it i think a comfort i suppose because you know it takes me it takes me just it takes me right back to being a kid being tucked up in bed right and that, and that's good, that's lovely.
0: It's such it's such a beautiful song. It is, yeah. There's uh, th- there's something uh, that's uh, Stevie Wonder, Ray Charles. Those are two musicians that I absolutely adore. Uh-huh. And I think sometimes what I prefer, like I I love the the high energy numbers and the and the classics, but songs like this and like George, all my mind, where it's just yeah, this beautiful simple composition. It's just a piano, maybe some maybe some other instruments in there but it's all about just the the voice that these people have and just a a beautifully
1: written vocal melody yeah and the yeah and it's poetry as well the lyricism that you know the, the the lyric writing is is incredible yeah and they take their time over it yes yeah they really draw it out i think it was it's a different sort of it's a different sort of songwriting and it's uh yeah it's, it, it, it speaks, I think, to an era where people paid a little bit more attention to music, perhaps. Hundred percent. Yeah. Because you know you have there are so many rules these days around music production, and because we live in such a sort of uh, a, 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 a fast-consuming society, right? And so, when you go to write a track as a as a contemporary producer you have to think about all these things you have to go well all right you know i have to get my hook in within the first 20 seconds i have to get it at a certain you know i have to get all this sort of stuff and it becomes almost a formula yeah. where you just are getting all of this stuff out the way and you can still write fantastic you know great powerful music while still doing all of that but it's so it's 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 refreshing sometimes i guess yeah to dip back and find something from that era where they just go, well, no, actually, we're going to have a two-minute introduction that's completely different to the rest of this fucking song, and you're going to like it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely.
0: In stark contrast, then, Song 12 is a song that motivates you,
1: which is Juice by Lizzo. Yes. Lizzo, yeah, I mean, again, Lizzo is one of those sort of just real big artists for me. And I've, for a lot of people, obviously Lizzo's fucking you know <laughs> huge. You right? heard of Lizzo? Uh, I'm not. I'm not saying anything uh, 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 anything particularly controversial here. When I go, oh yeah, Lizzo's quite good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Lizzo was was the face of just the the this this sort of motivation and a positivity that beca- because she you know didn't fit what you thought of as like a pop star right because because she's uh you know because she's real big and because she yeah because she because she just didn't she doesn't she didn't fit into uh those boxes i guess that you would that you would normally sort of put pop stars into um and was this sort of very outspoken force for body positivity and for motivation and for just that you know it doesn't matter it doesn't matter who you are or, or or where you are or what your situation is you know you can uh you you can you can become you know you you can self actualize you can you can make a success for yourself whatever that means to you yeah you know yeah and that what your that what your success like looks like doesn't necessarily what anyone else's success looks like and that it and and, and, and that that can be then that that's a beautiful thing you know and that that is to be celebrated right that 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 that, that uh uh that, that you can find things that are worth you know shouting about and worth uh celebrating that don't necessarily fit into uh conventional conventional models right yeah sure and i think juice is such a such a cool song because it just is it's you know it's an anthem for that right it's an anthem for self actualization and for self what's the word i'm looking for 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 self dependence right and for being your own for being your own biggest cheerleader and for being your own best friend and for going i don't you know i don't i don't care what anyone else is doing this is what i'm doing and what i'm doing is great and you know yeah. um i think that uh that's bit you know that was it was it was it was, it was it's it's a, it's a, it's an a inspiration i'm certain not just to me <laughs> yeah but yeah it is it's an inspirational song and it is it's a motivating song i think
0: excellent song 13 then is a song that someone introduced you to so it's still a little bit controversial in this sense because uh, your choice was Watsky, I Don't Give a Fuck. Yeah. Which, unfortunately, isn't available on streaming services. So no. we've replaced it for the purposes of of the podcast with the moral of the story. Um, but who was it that
1: introduced you to Watsky? Uh, it was one of my housemates at uni. Uh, second year uni. Um, a guy I I was in college with, called Joe. And to heighten the controversy of this uh i don't give a fuck was one i chose because i thought that the one he actually introduced me to wouldn't be on a streaming service um the one he actually introduced me to was uh the viral video which is just called pale kid raps fast right Mm -hmm. which is just uh this guy doing like short a short fast rap to a beat it's very good but i got what, what uh Really, really into Watsky. Uh, I think he is. I'm not. I don't listen to him so much anymore, but I still admire him as an mm-hmm. artist. Um, I think he's incredible. He's a guy who is sort of quite almost almost a definition of like a of a of an of a, of a independent artist. You know, he's a rapper and a spoken word poet and a writer, and he had a couple of viral videos on YouTube. But he spent the majority of his career i guess as d- really just you know making it work any way he could right he lived out of like a trailer uh, not a trailer he lived out of like a storage locker for a number of years and just you know really threw everything into where he wanted to be and and i i don't give a fuck Is a song that i think really encapsulates that because it's a song that says you know it, it doesn't matter to me what you're what you know what you what you're saying you know your grades are or or what your influence is or what you know what what it, what it what it is that you might be you know trying to trying to uh trying to hold over me or to or to, uh, or, to or to brag about or whatever because because it doesn't matter to me you know i don't want any of that stuff i know exactly what i want and that's what i'm putting all my attention towards getting and i don't i don't give a fuck about anything else you know and i think that that is it's, it, 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 i think that's that that's a powerful sentiment and i think work i chose i i replaced it with work because i think it has a similar vibe right which is that it's just the it's it's that- it's that sentiment of just a single minded kind of almost you know, almost a bloody mindedness of just going well this is what i'm gonna do and you know all the the only question is how long it takes me to get there right and until that time i'm gonna i this is it, until that time i'm gonna i'm gonna this, this it's all I'm going to do, right? And I think I have a lot of admiration for that. I think, in a lot of ways, I, 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 in a lot of ways, I wish I were more that way inclined. And yeah, I, I think again, I, I really like Watsky in general. I think the way he's developed as an artist is really interesting. I think that his lyricism and the way he crafts a song around the words that he writes is really clever and very interesting to sort of listen to on a technical level. And I think, you know, I think he has, he has. Things to say that are worth listening to, which is always good.
0: Yeah, I like I like the um, there's a line in moral of the story, I can't remember it exactly, but it's something along the lines of hoping doesn't work and praying may not come through.
1: Yes, and praying may not come through. Yes, so I will be the one to
0: work. Yeah, which is a, a very very important message in a lot of ways. I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I I often will sort of just hope that something works out for me. Yes and actually putting the effort in is 99 percent of, of what you need to get there
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah all right uh song 14 then is a song you wouldn't expect to like and your song is kid
1: rock yeah well bah, what bah? yeah 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 absolutely i mean obviously kid rock is an awful person and a bad musician <laughs> And should not be given any airtime or plugged at all. But here we are, yeah. And and you know it it is it's well, it's not a sample, of course, but it does steal lyrics from uh, "Rapper's Delight" by the Sugar Hill Gang. Uh And I just think it's fun. That's there's not much more to it than that, to be honest. (laughs) You know, I have a soft spot for butt Rock, (laughs) and uh, I just yeah, I think I think it's a fun song. Okay. Did you enjoy listening to it many times? I think we have given Kid Rock enough airtime as it is. Yeah, that's fair enough. (laughs)
0: song 15 (laughs) song 15 is a song that you think everyone should listen to and you've gone with you could be president by Theo Katzman.
1: yeah I Theo Katzman, another Wolfpack uh, alumnus Uh, it's weird because I Mm -hmm. like I like almost all of the solo stuff that Wolfpack do a lot more than I like Wolfpack the band okay but Theo Katzman is a genius and I don't you know i don't say that lightly you could be president is i think some of the sort of some of the closest that we have uh in the modern era to you know the sort of protest songs of like of the old of 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 longer ago i think it has almost sort of punk sensibilities to it even though it's definitely not a punk song and it's just the sound of it right the sound of that whole record is so completely different to anything else that's out there at the moment I think it's such an interesting sound that he created on that record uh and on that song with the piano really up front in the mix and the slide guitar and this almost this real sort of raw, almost live feeling to the recording. I, yeah, it's such it's it it I think it strikes me because it's it is it just it feels like a very different thing to anything else I think that I listen to maybe. And obviously it it's you, you know, it's it's a song about saying fuck Trump and that's good as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is good. Uh, I think a, a, an especially important follow up to a Kid Rock song.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We to need to really we need drive to it... home the point of fuck Trump. <laughs> yeah. We do need to make it very clear. I do not support Kid Rock or any of his views. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: excellent that's a good note to end on
1: no quite Yeah.
0: so thanks very much do you have anything you want to plug or promote
1: oh boy uh, what do I have to plug if you like music about dicks then follow me on Twitch Matt's Music House uh, I'm there doing that at least a couple of times a week usually uh, I also have a podcast called Pointless Reinvention that I think you've had uh, mm-hmm. Mac on uh, on this show as well who's a co-host of that uh, that's a really fun pod that is very silly and is you know it's just a good laugh really uh if you if you if you need something to distract you from the horrors of the world uh apart from that yeah i mean fucking if you google matt's music house you'll find me if you want music written i'll write you music if you want me to play at your wedding i'll do it (laughs) that's basically it happy days
0: well thank you very much
1: thank you it's been fun to be here
0: And that is that for episode 6. Thank you so much for listening. Go and find Matt on Twitch at Matt's Music House. He is a nice blend on there of creating lovely chilled music and also just bizarre and hilarious nonsense based on prompts from his chat. It's a really good time. Also, check out Pointless Reinvention if you haven't done so already. It's a great show. Very, very funny. Drop him a follow on Instagram at PLR underscore pod. If you like this show and you want to support it go and follow the socials at Mixtaping Identity on Instagram at Mixtaping ID on Twitter that's where we announce guests and playlists and get involved in the conversation make your playlist and, and tell me what you liked from this episode do all the other stuff as well leave a nice review tell your friends say something nice about the episode I'll be back next week for episode 7 so in the meantime take care of yourselves and we'll speak to you then